Hello and welcome to Potlucky, a weed sommelier podcast. My name is Liz and I am your host and weed sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for eight years and I'm located in southern Maine where it is legal medically and recreationally. Uh, I am joined today by both Charles and Catherine of Smoking Grizzly. Uh, I, I got that name, right? Yes. Okay, okay, sorry. Um, uh, this is a this is a Zoom call. It is a chilly December evening. Uh, how are you folks doing? We're doing well. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing well. It's very chilly here. We just had to uh, get the driveway plowed and get three inches off the driveway. So anybody listening to this down south, we're a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say so. Um, so how long have you folks been weed consumers? And do you have any weedy credentials that you'd like to share? I'm consumers since uh, the 90s. <laughs> and um, I've, right now we're doing our certification um, in the Gajir program, which is like a, a small year program um, that focuses on grading uh, cannabis. Um, I've been consuming for 24 years myself. And uh, the, the Gajir program is our, our certification at the moment, but uh, Catherine does have some other excellent certification to have as well. Yeah, um, I'm actually currently in a graduate certificate program at Jefferson University um, for medical science and cannabis, um, and that will later turn into a graduate degree. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. It's That's... something that I want, I enjoy and want to do um, with focusing on medical cannabis and helping patients out and helping dispensaries and growers with, you know, you know, focusing on maybe certain strains that help um, different situations. I think that's really neat. I didn't know you could get a degree regarding anything in cannabis, to be honest. So that's like, that's wicked cool to hear. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, Greenflower Learning is the one that has put a lot of the cannabis knowledge, not hers, but they put a lot of cannabis knowledge into different universities. I think they're up to 18 now. And I think there's five or six different degrees that are listed through accredited universities. Wow, that's pretty dope. And then Ganjir certification is one of those, but it's not a college degree. It's mm -hmm. uh, something that's a little above and beyond the college degree. I see what you're saying. So I have the feeling we're going to use the word Ganjir uh, quite frequently during this episode. Would you all care to explain a little bit more about that before we move on to the, the next bit? Yeah, um, that is a cannabis grading certification program out of Humboldt County that is taught by Derek Gilman, Kevin Jodry, uh, Frenchie Cannoli, rest in peace, uh, Nick Tannum, who coined the term solventless hash rosin uh, back wow. in the early 2000s. Uh, those are our Gongier's union, our teachers. And uh, we get to talk with them personally once a week. We go out to Humboldt for live training. And uh, it's an international program, so that it reaches across the entire globe, and we help to assess different terroirs and different appellations of cannabis across the country, the state, and we try to uh, bring a sense of standardization to the community that everybody's really been wanting. Mm -hmm. This um, The Gunjir program has been in the works for the last nine years and only been taught for the last uh, year and a half. So we're actually the first class of John Jarrett to go through it. There's about 200 of us. And uh, that's what we do. We go through, we uh, assess cannabis. We also train 
and dispensary owners and managers um, to that help them evaluate their re also to make sure that they they um you know give patients and other um, consumers quality product. Menu mm -hmm. procurement or supply chain, any of that kind of stuff. Anyway, all that's just it. it I don't want to run on too much about it. But. <laughs> I mean, this is the the time to do it, if any. But an excellent program. If you guys have any questions, just go to www.gonjair.com. There's still a few spots open for the 2022 year. And honestly, I think you'd probably be a great candidate for it because you are running a cannabis sommelier podcast. So it's probably a fascinating program to you. I feel like that's the kind of program I would enroll myself in and then find my ass getting handed to me day one. Um, but I'm, I'm open that's to the experience. Yeah, yeah, the first I mean, part I've got of 23 years and my ass was handed to me the first day. So jump right in i hope they hand me a bag to carry my ass out in <laughs> with like a like ganjir on the side or something that'd be funny yeah, um, they give you like a terpene kit the jeweler's loop and <laughs> the, tra the training is just far none because the, the terpenes are made from cannabis they're not like a wine tasting kit it's yeah. a cannabis kit. so and nobody else is doing that there's a couple programs that have come close but this just knocks it out of the water and we're going to be that's the first that ever is at a California state fair for judging cannabis or any state fair for that fact. Wow. We're going to be involved with the Emerald Cup, the Hall of Flowers. Uh, I got invited to do judging out in uh, Georgia out by Turkey on the other side of the world this year. And I just couldn't get my uh, passport in time because it was in November. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd been judging that competition. But it's just crazy the amount of network and world connections that you get out of the program and that's what i'm bringing now to maine with Catherine to uh bring the best out of the community and show everybody what the best sun-grown craft craft cannabis can be and get away from all of these mids that are produced by corporations which that's the heart of our program here here that sounds pretty fascinating well what do you hope to do in the future with your degrees or your uh, your certifications i should say I think our end game right now is getting our own farm where we can do education at. And I, I myself would love to have a place where I can be a hashishian and just refine my art. And also, um, you know, be able to, um, like I said, with my degree, um, be able to help with patients and strains, um, you know, making sure that um, certain strains um, work with certain symptoms. Um, and especially with the focus on terpenes, not so much on THC and all that kind of stuff, but you know, the, the terps that actually will help the symptoms mm -hmm. that people might have. I'm um, doing that, educating on that is something that I want to focus on. And also, you know, reading up on research and, you know, relaying that information. Um, and then also with our company, Smoking Grizzlies, you know, being able to supply local market with artisanal smokeware um, yeah. that they may not ever have used or, you know, no knowledge about, about different regions of the world that utilize different methods, you know, mm -hmm. to consume their cannabis. Now, how many people have ever smoked out of the Egyptian hookah that you saw off of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when, you, when we were kids? You know, we, we yeah. carry that kind of stuff and it's all handmade. So uh, that we, we're big into the art and craft world and community and the mm -hmm. people around us and, you know, helping individuals. Mm -hmm. so that's what it, what it is about, is just helping people. Exactly. Yeah. You all sound like pretty cool folks. Oh, thanks, thanks for coming on the show. 
Um, well, would you I like to have us? Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry about the, the crosstalk there. There's a little bit of a lag. Oh, but thank you for doing this in general. But uh, would you like to know about this week's weed strain? Yeah, what is it? What is, what's the weed strain? All right. Uh, this week, man, I, if I had planned this out better, I could have like hand delivered you guys a specimen or recorded together. But uh, this week, uh, we, I am smoking Red Diesel 5050. Uh, I it was from the glass jar, I believe is the name of the company. I have since misplaced the bag. Uh, You're in luck. We actually have some of that. We've been smoking on it all week. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, that's right. We met at the same party where we got this. Oh, yeah, holy yeah. cow! So uh, during the smoke break, if you want to uh, donjier this, we'll not weed sommelier this with me. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be psyched to do that. A, uh, I actually have a systematic assessment protocol already completed on that, and we can kind of walk through it if you'd like. I would love to have you teach me something. This will this will be amazing. I can take my uh my thinking cap off and just listen to to you folks talk about uh what makes cannabis cannabis. Okay, let me uh go ahead and open up my app here. And the systematic assessment protocol is something that Gonjiers have access to and we're allowed to share with people. Oh, cool. Well, actually, well, it's we're just the service we offer. Fair enough. Um, we're actually, I'm just introducing the weed strain because we have to, we have to talk about a couple other things next, like uh, the munch of the week, but we will, we will definitely talk about your notes in a minute. Sounds good. Alrighty. So let's talk about the munchy moment for the week. What do you like to snack on when you have the munchies? Um, it would be samosas, Indian samosas with, um, you know, a chutney to dip it in. For those people that aren't familiar with what a samosa is, those delicious delicious fried triangles uh you want to describe what goes inside of one yeah it's um potatoes um usually um it's vegetarian so it's usually potatoes that have curry um and uh different uh herbs in it like drum masala and peas and they mash it up kind of like mashed potatoes and they put it inside a pastry and they shape it into a triangle it's a standing triangle kind of looks like a hat a rich's hat and then they fry it and then they dip it in different sauces, like chutneys, like um, mint chutneys, uh, tamarind, which is a sweet and you know sweet and kind of tangy mm-hmm. chutney, which is my favorite. Um, it's an appetizer. It's really really good. Very cool. Did you want to jump in there with anything, Charles? Oh, I, I'm pretty simple. Whenever I get the munchies, I really like pizza, you know, with as much cheese on it as possible, maybe even a little extra Parmesan if I get my hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my recommended munch for this week is also going to be pizza. Um, I got a coupon in the mail for a local pizza place, and I misread the coupon, and I felt bad. Uh, so I, I, I already had them on the phone, so I used one of the other coupons uh, that they that I got in, like, the, the mail and a flyer. And uh, I had a pizza today, and I, at one point, was driving around and doing, like, uh, errands and just pulling slices out of a box. Um, I'm going to recommend this, uh, the pizza that I had. Uh, shout out to... Uh, I think it was Seacoast Pizza, or no, Pizza Market and Wells. Uh, if, if you get some Sir Kensington's uh, Chipotle mayonnaise, it's it's like the, oh, there's like the smokiness what? and the heat. I, I really, I really like Sir Kensington's mayonnaise. We're talking about pizza, right? Yeah, we're talking about that pizza, but awesome. yeah, I we, love, love dipping my pizza in spicy mayonnaise. Just like three weeks ago, we had this um, new pizza, um, and it was a crab ragoon pizza. So if you like crab ragoon, it was really, really good. It's uh, OTOD um, over here um, in Maine. So it, it was amazing. Crab ragoon pizza. 
that does sound amazing uh and you know what uh do you guys know what time it is it's eight o'clock uh, okay yeah uh, are you guys <laughs> yeah that's technically correct um are you ready to do some weed oh, yeah. yeah let's smoke some weed let's smoke some cannabis mm. Uh, if you or a friend have a word that you think deserves airtime, leave us a message on Anchor. Make sure to include your name, a definition, and its use in a sentence. I guarantee you, if you do this, it will be on the show pending absolute foulness. Uh, and Charles here is ready to share a word with us. Oh, uh, yeah. My word for today is Moroccan bowling. And that comes from Morocco Sebsi Keef pipes. You load them with a very small amount of keef. And that smokes into a hard ash ball. At the very end of that, you blow it out into the ashtray from a distance. Whoever can get the furthest away and still make it to the ashtray is the winner. Moroccan bowling. How would you use that in a sentence, Charles? Would you like to go have some Moroccan bowling today? I guess it'd be kind of like a safety meeting over here. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'll take it. Um, we're back from the smoke break. How are you guys feeling? Oh, pretty yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, so for once, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna go first with my thoughts on the weed because I'm I'm really fascinated in what you have to say. Uh, we talked a little bit during the break, um, and I acknowledge that my my humble humble roots of uh, figuring stuff out as I go. Um, so I'm I'm really excited what I can learn from you and and what to look for, um, in weed. Uh, you know, to determine quality and what have you. Hey, we all started somewhere and, you know, but I, up until last July, I was, uh, you know, kind of floundering around just like everybody else because I didn't have a standard to base it off of. So I, yeah. I love doing this kind of stuff. This is my passion. Me too. Already. So, really good to find somebody that's like-minded. And from what I've seen you in the past, like you, you've got your eye on it. So, you know, don't sell yourself short. I appreciate that. I, I'm learning to take myself more seriously so that others will, uh, take me seriously as a as a result uh man i i'm enjoying this weed it's very pleasant um i i don't for some reason i get a stuffy nose now when i smoke um i'm not quite sure what that's about but it's really annoying um so my my snipper is a little bit off on this one i will admit but uh uh the first thing when i opened the bag it wasn't quite a lemony smell it was more like an orange smell um just from the the first whiff uh, upon secondary whiffs, there was like an herbal tea kind of vibe and like a faint odor of licorice, which made me want licorice root tea, which I haven't had that in forever. Um, I, I noticed on the cure, the texture felt a bit different. Like it wasn't totally, like I couldn't crumble it to dust with my fingers um, and it wasn't super sticky either. I would say it's pretty, uh, almost like not pretty flexible but it's a, like a little bit pliable like kind of when you're breaking a stick and it's a little bit green on the inside that's kind of what uh touching that felt like um i i looked through this bad boy uh through my loop at this bad boy um and i i i took a took a little peep at it uh i had a hard time finding the trichomes initially but they did pop out um after turning it a couple of times and i did manage to spot a couple with those little pinheads um, which I have been told by the first person I ever interviewed that that's a, that's a good sign. So I'm um, curious to hear what you have to say about it. Um, yeah. Other than that, when I ground it up, I, I didn't notice any particular wild smells. It wasn't too gassy or um, like sweet or it, it wasn't as like, like uh, there wasn't as strong of a flavor profile 
um, as some of the other weeds I've smoked, but I enjoy this weed. It's a, it's a nice mild weed. This is, uh, for, for getting it for free from a, uh, a party, uh, it was, it was wicked sweet. Um, exactly. You can't say nothing bad about free smoke. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the last things I have to say, only because I forgot to say them earlier, are the packaging. Um, the packaging is nice and, uh, it's not quite palmable. Like you can't just like palm this into someone else's hand. It's a little bit too big for that. I mean, Charles, your hands are probably bigger than mine and Catherine. So, uh, you could, you could probably palm this to someone. Um, yeah. It'd be easy to palm that or a quarter or it's a easily manageable pocket size. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's not the kind of thing that you would bother to put in like a, like the size where you, you would want to have its own like brown paper bag. This is, this is perfect for putting in your pocket. Um, I, I like the, the fact that there's a little window on the back and you can, you can see the weed. Um, I had a hard time kind of understanding the label a little bit, but this is just me being nitpicky about, um, design and whatnot. So, uh, I wish I wish the the like the weed strain was a little bit more easy to to understand. Uh, like like immediately know where it is. I had to kind of look for it on this one. Um, but other than that, uh, it's a very very smokable weed. Yeah, I I agree. Um, is uh, that it? As, <laughs> uh, no, uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to start off with uh, the appearance. We're going to go off of. Uh, you know, trichrome density. It had a good moderate density of trichromes. There was uh, quite a few of them intact. Mm -hmm. The structure was not too dense. It was a kind of a, a loose structure so that you could still kind of squeeze it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, the trim, it had a really good trim on it. The flower maturity, I think it could have gone a little longer. Um, you know, it would just, I don't think it was quite ready to be cut. And so the other thing that I was, could have been done a little better would have been the cure the cure had been kind of rushed and it changes the terpenes to glymenol a little bit i might be saying that wrong but it's real close um, did you notice anything what? catherine um well i noticed that the aroma it had um you know it was clean um it did have a little bit with the flavor you know just a little bit more of a not a hay, but kind of just a alfalfa kind of taste to it. Yeah, yeah, I can agree um, with that. Um, but it, you know, the onset was pretty rapid. You know, I felt, you know, relaxed on it. So it was decent, but it was just like Charles was saying, the cure, the taste of it, um, the flavor, um, you know, you know, being, you know, something that could have been probably approved of, uh, improved upon. But it's saving grace was its experience. Uh, we run off of a 10 point system and the experience of this red diesel got a 7.6. And it was very relaxed on the physical effect, on the mental effect, it was relaxed and it had a very rapid onset. Is that something you noticed as well? Yeah, I would, I would say so. Um, but for me, I, I did take a puff earlier of something else. Uh, uh, I did, I did do the, do you do the thing with the uh, coffee grounds or just like smelling coffee between, you know, taking little, little sniffs of weed do you guys do that i do i have a, a jar of grab a leaf next to me so i use tobacco to the same effect to get a different palate cleanse and then go back to smelling the cannabis oh that's pretty cool that's awesome that you're doing that yeah i 
I don't know, coffee also just smells pretty good. Um, so sometimes I, I have a little jar of coffee. Sometimes I'll just like see it sitting on my desk and take a whiff. It's just, it's an enjoyable smell, I would say. Yep, I agree. Yeah, already. Do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share on the weed? I think, uh, you know, this, this weed would have scored very well, probably in one of Maine's top three in the time that we've been here, if the cure would have been done properly. But without that cured being done right, I it, I can't put it on that list, and it's actually quite low. But I really did enjoy the experience because they had a strong effect. Yeah. All right then. Uh, I think that's a good place to leave that. This is something that um, Red Diesel Fifty Fifty was an interesting name. I I was curious to see if it was like a a mixture of like one half one weed, half another. Um, but I, I think that's just the name of the strain. Um, I don't know. It's kind of like collecting Pokemon cards. Like, oh, have you tried Super Lemon Haze? And like, oh yeah, I've got that one. Like, gotta catch them all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Alrighty, so we are gonna move on to blowing smoke, the interview portion. Um, I'm gonna start you all off with a softball before getting into, you know, the more direct questions. Um, what was your first experience with weed? Um, my first experience with weed would be after school in high school ninth grade so that would uh be my first experience with weed <laughs> my first experience with weed was 14 years old at two o'clock in the morning with a stolen bottle of wine for my contribution <laughs> so that they would smoke weed with me <laughs> i'd like to hear more about both of your stories actually um it was just you know i was supposed to do a study group after high um, after school, um, I don't remember what class it was, but we were just going to do a study group, and everyone was, you know, downstairs in the rec room. There was about five of us, and people were smoking. It was my very first time, mm -hmm. um, so I walked down. People were smoking. Um, you know, I remember my friend; uh, she was playing on the guitar, and there was music playing. People had their books out, and I was just, you know, sit down. And I was past one, mm -hmm. so I didn't want to look like the lame person. So of course. I smoked and ever since then I have been enjoying the ganja. <laughs> that sounds like a really chill experience. Uh, I know you're not probably not that much older than me but I'm imagining some lava lamps and like some shag carpet in that scenario also. Yeah there was the blackout light um, posters all over the place. It was the you know it was a um, downstairs in the basement um, of, of a rec room so it had the little you know the 80s paneled yeah. wood wall. You know that little vibe with the fake um fireplace yeah <laughs> yes oh my gosh you oh that that really filled in the men mental picture i was i was having uh, that that sounds incredibly delightful do you remember if you got high the first time um you know what i did not get high the first time so the second time i got high um it was like actually a day after because i told my friend that i didn't really get high i, I did enjoy the experience I loved hanging out with my friends and they were just cool. You know, we were studying and it was, it was, it was pretty cool, but yeah. I just did not get high. And I was like, why does everybody get high? And I didn't get high. Yeah. So, you know, so we tried the next day and I got lit. So I never complained. So. Fantastic. <laughs> I actually, you know, yeah, I enjoyed my high, the very first high, which was the second day. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Very similar story for myself of, uh, was hanging out at school middle school and you know smelled it because my entire family smoked weed and but nobody smoked weed with me because i was mm -hmm. the golden child for some reason like they nobody wanted to expose me to it 
And I know why now, because I love it, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> uh, so they're like, yeah, you can come over and smoke, but you got to bring something, you know, it, it costs money or you got to yeah. bring some alcohol or whatever. I'm like, well, I got a liquor cabinet at home. I definitely could bring some alcohol. So I go home about three o'clock that day before parents get home and I try and find the dustiest bottle of wine I can <laughs> in the back. I grab that. I hide it in my room until about midnight, one o'clock. And I'm like, all right, the party's about to start. This is a Friday night. And I sneak out, jump off the second story of my porch like I'd gotten pretty used to doing. Mm -hmm. And with my bottle of wine, my backpack, about five miles away through the middle of downtown Denver. <laughs> I get over there and it's just my uh, friend, Nicole, and her boyfriend, Mike. And they're just chilling. And I'm like, all right, so what are we doing here? And they, they bust out some dirt weed like some brick weed just mm -hmm. straight flag sticks and stems we had to work on it to clean it i was like oh this is crazy i didn't know nothing about it really and we light it up and smoke a bowl out of a little granite pipe and nothing 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 <laughs> i'm barely upset at this point everybody's drank my wine i'm barely got a buzz myself and everybody's stoned and drunk except me and they're making out at this point and i'm the third wheel i'm not having yeah. a good time right? <laughs> if i go home Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, heck with this. And we were at school the next day. We're like, can we try that again? They're like, yeah, but you got to bring some more wine. I was like, oh, I see how this is. <laughs> and just get a drink and start making out again. Well, I don't get All right. So I, let's try this one more time. So I go and how did there, the next time go? It went about the same, but they're, <laughs> they're sitting there making out. I'm in the corner trying not to bother anybody. I think I'm just staring out the stars trying to, you know, am I feeling anything? Is something happening? Is that, that twitch weird? And then all of a sudden I can't stop smiling. Like a smile just starts to slowly grow and I can't stop it. And then I start laughing and then they stop making out because I'm just over there laughing my ass off. And then got into a laughing fit for about an hour. And then we all proceeded to get really, really drunk. And all I remember from that night, from that point on, was running from bush to bush, from tree to tree, to fence to fence on the way home, trying not to get caught by the police because we were paranoid as fuck so <laughs> and i made it home my dad had all the doors locked he was waiting up for me oh and no it's four o'clock in the morning and i managed to jimmy rig the uh door open and i get back up into my room and he comes up in the morning he's like oh i see you found your way back in the house <laughs> and i'm like oh no and he, he didn't catch me smoking weed but he caught me stealing the wine yeah. so i had to deal with that and got grounded for a while but I was happy because I didn't get caught for smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. Bless her, uh, two devils. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I've already talked about this on the show. but Yeah, what was yours? Oh, uh, oh well, I was going to talk about my first time smoking weed, but I was going to talk about... Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll tell this story first, and then I'll tell you about my, my first time smoking weed. But uh, I was cleaning out my, underneath my kitchen sink, and I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take everything out. I'm going to totally clean this and then put everything back and throw everything away that we don't need because um, we, we needed space. And the very back far right corner was a bottle of wine. Uh, it was like 2000. I don't, have the, I don't have the picture on me, but it's like 2009 something. Like the, the label is all peeled off and whatnot, and I'm just thinking like, uh, I wonder whose wine this is. Like you, you forgot about your secret stash, Grandma. Like I don't know. It cracked me up. There's just a bottle of rosé under my sink. Yeah. From 2009. That's over. That's like 11 years old. Like that, that's crazy. I don't think I don't think it gets any more vintage after they uh they bottle it. Yeah. 
Actually, I don't know when it comes. Yeah, it doesn't get more after a while. What is it? It can turn to vinegar if <laughs> things don't go well for the wine. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll have vinegar, which will be a. I don't know. I could I could use it for something probably. Red wine vinegar. There you go. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But if you get real lucky, you could have like a twenty thousand dollar bottle of wine. You never know. I assure you, it's like some some off brand like. Ten dollar bottle of wine that uh I have no I want to I want to know how it got under the sink and which one of my family members put it there uh but uh no one's fessed up yet so uh so maybe <laughs> oh oh my first That's time confirming a mysterious bottle of wine <laughs> yeah uh, I'll just I'll put that in my inventory and figure it out later just in case it's like a quest item but I the first time I smoked weed I think I did talk about on the shows in a trailer park in Tennessee um. But the first time I really smoked weed as like an adult, um, like after I had turned 18, it was, uh, I want to say it was uh, New Year's Eve and we were crouched down in a friend's driveway um, in the back, just kind of, I don't know if either of you know what slob swatting is, but like you just kind of like, your butt's not quite on the ground and you just kind of hold yourself up with your knees and your hips. Um, well, we were essentially all in that position, passing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, seconds, yeah, yeah, I know what's talking about. Yeah. Um, so uh, my friend Josh had uh I'm not gonna say his last name, but hi Josh, if you're listening. Um, he had gotten each of us a joint and we were just like, I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it. And like I thought it was really easy because I, I had lit the wrong end by accident. I think we were probably smoking backwards uh in retrospect, but I, I smoked like the filter part. Um, and then when all of a sudden we got to the weed part, it was ooh, it was rough. Um <laughs> i distinctly remember having my purple 3ds and streaming uh, like my friend we couldn't go inside uh, my friend jenna's house so we hung out in josh's car and i stole wi-fi from jenna's house and uh i remember <laughs> watching on my nintendo ds the movie white chicks uh because i was like we gotta watch a stoner movie i've never been this stoned before um and just like eating eating chips and thinking they were the most delicious thing in the world that's perfect yeah. set and setting is awesome yeah set and setting definitely it was it was definitely an experience oh, it'd be it'd be interesting to feel like that again but not tonight not today i have i have stuff to do tomorrow yeah Alrighty. so moving on to a more more specific to your folks's area uh let's talk about art um so uh smoking grizzly would you care to talk about well what kind of items you sell there um, we sell artisanal um, um, smoking products, um, like accessories. Uh, we sell a Jonas Italian chillum, a clay uh, pipes that come mm -hmm. straight from Italy. Um, we sell uh, hookahs, authentic hookahs. Yeah, they're Shika hookahs, and they come from Egypt, and they're brass. They weigh about 18 pounds. They're handmade. Takes about three weeks to make them, and they only make about 100 of them a year. Wow. And we also are um, actually we're going to be also adding to our line uh, glass pipes, um, custom made, um, blown has, um, glass pipes. Um, so uh, those are other. Um, there's actually other things that we actually do. Um, we what we focus on is um, around the world the regional um, accessories that they use to smoke their products. Um, there we also are looking at chalices, uh, which is a product that comes from uh, Jamaica. It's a, a ceremonial way to smoke ganja. Um, it's something that Rastafarians use. Um, and it's 
glycochilum that includes a bottom water bomb to the bottom to it. And um, what they do in Jamaica is they actually sometimes use coconut. Oh, they, that's cool. Uh, use that as the water bomb. So wait, so, do they use like the coconut water or do they just use a whole coconut? They um, hollow it out and they actually use that part as the water bomb part. Um, they can use whatever, what, you know, water or the coconut juice, because um, usually that is going to be in there because of, mm-hmm. it usually seeps out with the warmth of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, the products that we are selling are really, I think, authentic and um, really good for the local market, something that they can see and utilize and another way of um, consuming cannabis and there's so much artwork on these pieces you've got you know the, the italian clay chillums have up to 20 different types of glazes on them and the shop that they're made in now that he just secured is from the 1200s so this type of italian clay mastery has been passed down for generations generations and generations and so all these different pigments and glazes have to be done at different steps and the just the the process in and of itself is an art and the pictures and all the different designs that he puts on the outside. And like with the Egyptian hookahs, there's uh, stories written in Arabic about kings and warriors and each hookah is different and each story is different um, with the uh, different glass pipes with, that were getting custom made. You know, it, we're, we've got to stick with this, this, this style. It's our mission mm-hmm. statement. And, you know, we're always looking for more artisans. So if there's any listening to this podcast that would like to reach out to us and get their product showcased, we'd love to, you know, chat with you. I have, I have someone I might, uh, are you familiar with the, uh, the artsy leaf by any chance? Uh, no, no, we're not. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you more after the show about them, but, uh, that's a free pu- plug artsy leaf. Uh, uh, let me, let me know if you, you listen to this episode, that'd be cool. Um, but how did, how did you folks begin, uh, collecting art? in such a way like what made you want to sell you know weed smoking apparatuses that are especially unique and beautiful um i grew up in colorado and i spent a lot of time in fort collins and a lot of time on broadway and denver and there are just so many glass shops and this was before there were las vegas shows where they'd have all these manufactured glass pipes and so the glass culture up in colorado in the early 90s and early late 90s early 2000s was just on unparalleled anywhere else in the world that I had visited because there was a glass artist on every corner at every head shop and there was glass studios there was glass education that you could pop in on so I started collecting these pipes from all these different artists and that's how I started meeting them and I had uh, this china hutch that had over 350 different glass pipes in it when I was 23 years old wow that's how what first got me into you know this handcrafted really well done inside out work sidecars bubblers sherlock's uh jerome baker bongs um you know just all this like really cool stuff that you you would know sometimes you would see it in high times but most of the stuff you'd have to you know find from a lot party that fish or widespread panic or something (laughs) like that yeah it took me a second to realize you were talking about the band fish and not like catching a fish yeah yeah wow so that's how i got into it and uh Catherine. oh um with i guess with the it's artisanal spoken products it'd be i'm my parents are caribbean and so my mom's from trinidad my dad's from jamaica um and i used to see him smoke out of a chalice and so 
it was interesting to see that and you know see that growing up. Um, he's he he um, he's a Rastafarian, and so that's just something that they use for some symbolic with their religion. Um, it helps to commune with Jah, which is you know God. Um, mm-hmm. So seeing seeing that and uh, the art that they're that they utilize uh, with the chalice um, <laughs> that's on the chalice and the ceremonies, it's, it was just something I, I that. I was raised in the culture that I was raised in. Catherine, I have to have mm-hmm. you back on another episode because it seems like you have a lot to talk about and I'm very interested in hearing all of it. Oh, thank you. I really do enjoy, you know, the cannabis community, the history of it, and it's just a part of my culture. Yeah. And the culture she was raised in, I was raised in the complete opposite, but I tried to get there as fast as I could because I understood everybody in my culture was lying to me about marijuana and just how much that the smear campaign for marijuana was meant to control certain populations. So that's yep. one of the reasons we just try and call it cannabis now because mm-hmm. yep. a derogatory term needs to be gone. Yeah. Exactly. What derogatory term? Sorry, marijuana. Marijuana is a derogatory. Oh, I it can't is. even say that word. Really? I had no idea. It was, was, go ahead. It was actually used um, against uh, with the craze of, you know, ganja being everywhere um it was utilized to attack um, the hispanic community in america so marijuana mm-hmm. you would say is a term they would put out in the newspapers uh this person um was wild and crazy and they were smoking the marijuana which is you know a product that was coming from mexico oh, so wow. it was used so that's why the word marijuana is, is you know it came out of a term that is derogatory to attack a community and if you look at all the uh, posters from the 20s and 30s, nobody can even agree on how to spell it mm-hmm. because they were using it as a derogatory term. Yep. So it had to sound like Juan. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why it's marijuana. Yeah. Wow. I I was in an, uh, a doctor's office trying to get my med card uh, with a Tennessee driver's license, which I'll, I'll tell you guys right now, absolutely did not work. Um, but I was asking <laughs> asking uh, the nurse if uh, if. Uh, medical marijuana card and she's like how do you smell marijuana and I said well I don't know uh, because I didn't want to admit that I I knew how to spell spell that particular word Um, and then she she looked it up online and as she was writing it down marijuana I'll just remember it like that I'm like oh goodness bless her heart (laughs) so that's just one of our missions as Gondiers we're trying to change the world and just bring social equality to it and Catherine's going to be a huge hand in that and She's got some really big plans. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to hear more about that if you have a if you have a moment. Yeah, um, with my degree, I'm going to be trying to focus on you know medical science and actually with uh, policy and you know research and hopefully reform um, social equity reform when it comes to um, war on drugs with people being sent to jail um, and for nonviolent offenses for just having cannabis or their know. children being taken away yeah mm-hmm. or the children being taken away their family being affected by it you know the you know the war on drugs has affected not only the person that is going to jail but it affects their whole family it affects the community around them um, so it's just something that should be um, looked at because if you're going to be part of this business and a part of utilizing cannabis, you have to also realize those who have been affected negatively um, so you can enjoy that part. Yeah, I yeah, definitely gotta, agree. Got to give uh, respect and reverence to or reverence to the people who struggled before, you know, in the black market that 
grew our skunk forests. Yeah. While the police were chasing them from town to town and everybody that lost family members that are, you know, locked up for 20, 30 plus years just for selling, you know, an ounce here or something there to feed their family. It makes me, it makes me especially frustrated. I mean, I'm, this is speaking from a place of privilege, but like looking on Netflix and seeing, uh, oh, I can't remember uh, what the name was, but uh, it's like a, a comedy about, it's a sitcom with Kathy Bates uh, called, oh, I think, yeah. Baked or something like that. Yeah. Disjointed? Disjointed. Disjointed. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I tried watching one episode of the show, but like it felt, it felt really insincere and distant from like, I mean, I'm not a historian, but like Weed's Roots, like this, this show is coming from a white woman uh, who like is, is silly and get, gets to be fun on camera and whatnot, but there are people in jail that have died in jail because of right. bullshit charges. Right. Yeah. And so those are, you know, something to look at. And also, you know, those who might not be able to be a part of the community because of where they live, they might not have the funds, they may be, you know, not have investment or backers to help them be a part mm-hmm. of the community and they can be very knowledgeable um and you know sometimes you just have to assist people who can actually help and contribute and who mm-hmm. want to help and contribute yeah you spoke about helping the community before is there something that grizzly uh smoking grizzly i, I cannot remember the name of your company i apologize is there something that you folks do to help elevate the community yeah, we do. Um, we send 10% of our um, donate, as 10% of our revenue is donated. And um, we have different organizations that we donate to um, that focus on social equity, um, those who have been jailed um, for being, or for selling cannabis. We also are, I, I also focus on myself is those who are BIPOC who have Mm-hmm. Um, not have the advantage of being a part of the community. I myself, I'm a, I'm, I'm a black woman, so I can see from a different kind of angle the, the cannabis business and um, who actually owns it and the majority owners. Um, and sometimes those who are kind of like me or BIPOC can't, you know, get into the community that well because we don't have the investment or mm-hmm. those who back us or, you know, so those are type of places that I like to focus on um, when it comes to social equity and trying to also bring that about that different businesses can also, you know, support that with their own mission of supporting patients or supporting um, other um, people. And we we do that through education. Uh, That was part of our big plan is to have education out of our farm for these intents and purposes. So that we can help people get out of the, what is it, the grocery jungle or the grocery yep. desert? Yep. Food yep. desert. Nutrition food desert. Yeah. Well, same, same. Yeah. And then, you know, we want to teach people how to do urban farming in their front and backyard because mm-hmm. that's something that uh, I'm exceptionally good at. And, yeah. You know, I, I like to call cannabis a gateway vegetable because as soon as you start <laughs> to grow cannabis, you, you start, start to grow everything stuff. else. Yeah. <laughs> you know there's right. a lot of really awesome beneficial plants out there like the mm-hmm. moringa tree the bamboo plant and you know they're just there's there's a plethora of plants that do as much for our bodies as cannabis does and for endocannabinoid systems that there are other plants that interact with that as well and people are just touching the surface right now and mm-hmm. it is such an exciting time to be alive I, out of you know four billion years we get to be alive right now ha, 
pretty cool. <laughs> How lucky we are to be alive right now. Uh, the quote, uh, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna, Catherine, I'm going to encourage you to name drop a couple of those right now because we're, we're just about at the end of the show. I have to do closing remarks in a second. Um, but yeah, go ahead. What are some, some uh, uh, places you recommend supporting? Um, one of the things I do recommend supporting for one is uh, the, you know, the VA. Um, there's actually, VA actually has a program. Um, well, actually, um, they actually have a program that has uh, for those who might be disabled or PTSD that have recovery. And they work with um, SAIL. They have a, a, it's a USDA approved uh, program that they got granted with. Um, there's uh, their other ones is Social Equity Farms. Um, it's a program that helps with um, those who may not be able to get funding um, because of different situations or they couldn't get grants. Um, mm -hmm. And then also, also the Small Farm Program in Cornell. Um, they, um, it's a free program. Um, and actually they have out with educating everyone on how to do sustainable um, agriculture, sustainable growing methods. Um, and actually you can do that from, you know, having just a small area to having acres. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah. um, and I have a list I actually have, but we can email it to you. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. We'll put it in the show notes and that way people can uh, Google to their heart's content, knowing that the spellings are right there. Right. So if that's something you're interested about as well, she she would love to talk to you about mycology of the future too. Oh, yes, please, Catherine. I guess we're just going to have to do a part two to this one. Um, yeah. Right. Man, what, what, something you said earlier, Charles, about like uh, farming in your own yard. One thing that makes me really, really mad is the fact that golf courses still exist. Like we're just, we're, we're wasting all that land and it could be used for housing, you know, people that have housing difficulties or um, experience. Uh, oh, I can't remember the word right now. Um, people experiencing homelessness or we could just use that to grow crops and whatnot i just think golf courses are a, a huge waste no the zoning crisis right now is something that really needs to be addressed in this country within the next three or four three to six months otherwise we're all going to be in a world of hurt there it's not a good place for any of us to be in because there's a housing crisis where there shouldn't be one and people have money to buy houses the interest rates low but there's no houses to buy yep. because we can build enough houses because it's all zoned improperly it's just, it's not a good thing it's a whole little another kettle of fish um yep. alrighty with that i'm gonna ask uh where would you like people to find you um on instagram yep you can find me on instagram at gonjir.stock still that's g-a-n-j-i-e-r dot s-t-o-c-k-s-t-i-l-l and also our Smoking Grizzly account, which is smoking, S-M-O-K-I-N-G underscore grizzly, G-R-I-Z-Z-L-Y. And actually we have a website out, smokinggrizzly.com. It's currently under construction, but it will be done um, by next week. We're adding new products. I'm just imagining a little like forklifts and uh, like those bucket like haulers on your website. Like, oh, it's under construction right now. We just got to pick up all yeah, these cones or something yeah. yeah pretty much i think there's a little sign that says we'll be back soon <laughs> oh, cool beans all right um with that uh i think that's all the time we have thank you for listening our theme music is the irish washerwoman as arranged by mainly charles 
You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Like what we do and want to see us grow? Consider supporting us on Anchor.fm. You'll hear from me next week. Uh, goodbye. Say goodbye, everybody. Yeah, Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.